It's the Win Daily DFS Podcast with your host, 12-time DFS Live Championship qualifier, four-times Fantasy Pros Home Run Champion, Jeremy Montradamus It's the Win Daily DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Muncher Domus. We are jo- joined by the road warrior himself, Mark Parquet. Mark, thanks for being on the program today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be on here on a Saturday. We've got a lot of games to cover, so I, I'm really looking forward to this slate. Yeah, we got the main slate. And before we get to whipping around the infield, why don't you give us a little drip drop? Uh, yeah, we're going to have a couple weather issues. One weather issue looks like St. Louis could have some showers to deal with. Um, I'm not expecting a postponement to here, but just in case we want to use arms, you got to always worry about that in-game delay. Colorado continues to stay on the chilly side. They could have some showers or even a few flurries around, but not a big deal, not a postponement threat. And last but not least, the Twins have a doubleheader. Um, you said we're playing the main slate, so is that the later game, uh, later game, right, in Minnesota? Yes, correct. Right, so that game, there's going to be some rain around basically all day, and it's chilly, pretty miserable. I don't think it's going to be a postponement, but it's something that we're going to have to pay attention to. Usually when there's a doubleheader, it seems like FanDuel will just wipe that game from the slate. I mean, we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, we can still cover it. There's undecided pitchers, young pitchers. But before we get into that game, let's just jump straight into whipping around the infield. All right. So our first game of whipping around the infield, we're going to go to New York, where we got the Mets and the Marlins, Jacob DeGrom against Sandy Alcantara. Jacob DeGrom has been a beast this year. Does Well, he's been inconsistent, but do we see that beast performance against the Marlins? Yeah, I think um, what you mentioned there is the key is who do we what DeGrom do we get? And I think the last two starts have been trending in the right direction for him. Whatever had, was going on in the middle of April, I know that he had a scheduled MRI. He said he was sick, that kind of stuff. Um, he seems to be over that. His last two starts have been good. Fortunately, his last time out, he had to go against uh, Chris Paddock, who had one of the best starts of the year out of anyone. So DeGrom ended up with a loss, but at least he looked good. What's your opinion on DeGrom? Is he back to what he was last year, or are you not quite sure? Oh, I, I still like DeGrom. I mean, it's early in the year. All these pitchers, ERAs, they're going to, I mean, right now it's sitting at 3.60. It should get lower than that, end up at 3.2. But the best thing about daily fantasy is you get to pick and choose when you use your players. People in season long leagues, the reason why they draft Jacob DeGrom is because of his home starts against the Miami Marlins. That's what puts his numbers where they are. So Jacob DeGrom is almost a lock in the final lineup. His price is probably going to be around $10,000 on FanDuel. I'm paying up for it. Let me ask you this. Sandy Alcantara, the guy's wild. He walks batters. He gets into trouble. Who's a Mets bat that gets you excited in this game? Well, and and daily fantasy, like you said, it's different in season long. So we're probably looking for some power. So off the uh, right off the bat, it looks like Pete Alonzo is obviously the most powerful bat on the Mets. But... I guess you can't go wrong with the table setters around him, like Jeff McNeil 
or maybe even Michael Conforto that's generally batting behind him. But, yeah, I think my primary target would be Pete Alonzo. I like the Alonzo call. I mean, he's definitely ripping the ball right now. Someone that gets me excited is the most overpaid player in baseball on Robinson Cano. He's facing a young guy. Cano knows how to hit young pitchers probably better than anyone. You know, Alcantara is afraid to throw him anything, but he's going to have to throw him one pitch over the middle and Cano will definitely do damage with that. Let's go on. to Yeah, I like that philosophy. Yeah, definitely. So we'll lock in Cano on the final team as well as DeGrom. Let's keep it going. We're going to go to Kansas City. We got Brad Keller who's been pitching lights out. Well, lights out for his concern this year against Zach Eflin in the Phillies who's pitching very well as well. Zach Eflin, are, are you rostering him in this type of matchup? I am on today's pitching article, and the guy I did highlight as a middle-tier arm is Eflin. His last two starts at home against the Nationals and I believe the Marlins was were really good. He's not striking out a ton, but he's doing a great job at run prevention, and he's getting a major park upgrade going from Citizens Bank to Kaufman. So there's a lot to like here about Eflin. Now, on the other side, Keller is a guy that really last year I liked to pick on, but all of a sudden he is a, a decent pitcher. Are you have any interest in Keller? Are you are you going to be looking there, or are you going elsewhere? I would stack the Phillies bats against them, not with confidence, not like if I had one team ride or die, I'm going with Harper, Segura, Hoskins, Real Muto, maybe McCutcheon if you can fit him in. But at the end of the day, Phillies do hit better at home, like you said in that last podcast that we did together. The bats, I'm not in love with them, but if you're playing a quarter GPP, you can flip a quarter with that Philadelphia stack. Let's keep the party rolling. We're going to Arizona. The It's it's semi-hot in Arizona. We got 85 degrees projected weather. Merrill Kelly against Kevin Gossman in the Braves. Do the Braves finally start hitting in this matchup? Generally, um, in the, the warm months, the, the dome is closed there just because of the warm temperatures. So generally, it's in a controlled environment. Um Man, I, I don't like either side, either arm here. I think I'm going to be looking elsewhere. I just think there's probably going to be better matchups and better arms going in this game. What, what do you think? Yeah, nothing sounds too appealing, which has me surprised is Kevin Gossman's ERA is 5.00, and he's a way better pitcher than that. He started out the season high. He's been on the downswing. He got ejected in the last game, or was that two starts ago? But regardless... Is Kevin Gossman, do you see him returning back to his form that we know he can pitch? Yeah, you have a great point. He's got a great arm. He's always through really hard. And and one interesting thing I liked about him, while it was interesting at least, is uh, I read an article a few years ago, but just like Verlander, how he used to famously scoff down McDonald's meals before his start for um, – the, the calorie boost Gossman, his favorite food to just uh, snack on or even eat before his start was donuts to the same type of thing to get the calories in his body. Um, a funny story, but I don't know if it's really too relevant to DFS. I don't, I don't, he's just, this just seems something wrong with him in my opinion. It's, 
he's always capable of pitching a gem, but more often than not, he seems to disappoint the DFS community. Yeah, I, that's a fun, fun little fact right there about Verlander and Gossman. Uh, as long as Verlander's meal's vegan, right? No, I'm, I know he's not vegan. But Gossman, yes, I agree with you. He will eventually return to form, but he is not a starter that you want to trust in this matchup. Let's keep the party rolling. We are in Houston now. Garrett Cole is on the mound against Drew Smiley. Smiley's been awful this year. ZRA 6.63. I don't think he's a good pitcher. How do you feel about that Houston stack tonight? Well, I mean, Springer's red hot. Uh, we mentioned Altuve in yesterday's podcast and how he'd been a little cold recently. Uh, I mean, but you look for Springer, Bregman, uh, Guriel, uh, maybe even Reddick, players like that, I think, are all in play. On the other side, Garrett Cole has been much like Zach Eflin, has been even better his last two starts than Eflin has. So uh, you mentioned paying up for DeGrom. If Cole isn't that much more expensive than DeGrom, I may look in that way uh, as my cash pitcher. What do you we, uh, Cole, do you think he's returning to last year's form or is he is there something wrong with him? Well, you know, he did get blasted against the Rangers earlier this year. That was in Texas. But the truth is the bats in the American League are some of these teams are just way too big. Ronald Guzman's now healthy for the Rangers. Rangers have a lot of good lefty bats. Mazzara, Gallo, Odor's hitting well. Andrews can get on base. I know he's a righty. They got a lot of guys that can get on base. At the end of the day, I am not in love with Garrett Cole. I feel this is a risky start. I would not take the chances there. Uh, but I do expect the Houston Astros to win this game. So if you're a betting man, you know, throw some on Houston. But as far as Garrett Cole is my daily fantasy pitcher, the, the bats on the Rangers are too good. Speaking of bats that are too good, we're going to Colorado. We got John Gray against Joey Lucchese and the Padres. Are we looking at any stacks in this matchup? Hmm. Well, probably not like I did yesterday looking for stacks, mainly because both Gray and Lucchese are pretty good pitchers. Now, the is comes with a huge exception that Coors Field can make the best pitcher look like a bad pitcher on any given day. So, but I'm not as confident in bats today as I was last night, though. I like the young kid, Joey Lucchese. His ERA is 5.00 on the year, which is not good, but he has shown that he is capable of throwing six innings, one earned, seven strikeouts. Now, of course, in Colorado, there is that risk that he gets blown up. Do you like Joey Lucchese? Do you see him as a viable, maybe not today's slate, but in the future, do you see him as a viable daily fantasy pitcher? Yeah, um, not today, as you said, but yes, in the future, I do. He he had a, a good run last year where he looked like he was just going to be able to step right in and be the, the Padres' number one or number two guy in 2019. But you're right, he hasn't quite living up to that and Chris Paddock has just lapped him so I think there's brighter future ahead but let me see him get there first I agree I agree but when he's at home and he's I believe he's facing the Pirates next week that's a good matchup in San Diego 
let's talk about John Gray really quick. The guy throws hard. He throws fast. His ERA is 4.22 on the year. He's facing San Diego. Can you still pitch him even though it's in Coors Field? I don't have a hard and fast rule that says I won't use starting pitchers at Coors, but I rarely do. And I think that's the case with Gray, that uh, you just see too often that bloopers can be strung together next to bombs, and all of a sudden there's a big inning against Gray or any other pitcher at Coors for that matter. And it's not like the Padres don't have a little pop in their bat with Machado and Rays and other players like that. I don't think I'm going to go to the gray well, but I'm not going to be opposed if you do. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to go with gray, but I do like I like the Colorado bats story. Arenado Reynolds, let's get those righties and Desmond back in there, because honestly, when a when a lefty's coming into Colorado, the home run balls, the angles are just there for the pitches hitting the bat. So I like that. But I'm with you. Nothing with uh, gray. With that, let's go to Minnesota-Detroit. Now, this game may or may not be on the slate, so we don't have to get too much into detail because it's two pitchers, one who's making his debut in Gregory Soto for Detroit. And for Minnesota, it's undecided. Are, are we looking at anything daily fantasy in this game? The only way I am is I did my write-up where Martin Perez was a possible starter for the Twins. And He's had, I believe he's strung together five really good starts in a row. So he's gotten to the point, at least in my mind, if he's playing a bad team, he's a cash-worthy option. So we'll have to pay close attention, A, if it's on the slate, and B, if Perez is pitching. Other than that, the weather's going to be kind of poor, cool. I'm not going to go there. But I do like Perez a lot if he's pitching. I know Martin Perez is having a solid season, but historically the guy's been a number four, number five starter at best for a majority of his career. I don't know. Even if he is pitching, I do like those Detroit bats. I like the candle at leadoff. I like Miguel Cabrera, Castellanos. They got some bats in that lineup, some big righty bats. I'm staying away from this game. Let's just assume it's not on the slate. And let's go out west. For the late night slate, we got the Giants and the Reds. Jeff Samarja against Anthony Descalfini. Mm, wow, that's a, another pitching matchup that doesn't exactly uh, screen use or stack against, really, because of the park. It's this is a matchup that I'm not. I don't think I'm going to go near this one either. I mean, is there anyone on either lineup that you're looking for trying to use, or is there an arm there, or? Where are you leaning? Well, you got to get the Colorado players in. So that takes care of shortstop, third base, first base if Mark Reynolds plays in outfield. So is there a second baseman in this game? I'm not looking at Jose Peraza. The outfielders on both these teams are very weak. Yasiel Puig is not on anybody's fantasy team because of his games in San Francisco. I'm with you. This game seems like a pitcher's duel, but a pitcher's duel with not a lot of strikeouts either. So I'm just staying away in general. Let's finish it out. The last game of the night, we got a pair of, well, season-long fantasy baseball aces. Walker Bueller and the Dodgers against Max Scherzer and his 1-4 record. Is Scherzer going to get win number two in Los Angeles on Saturday night? I think he is. I I think he pitches a good game. His, I I saw Yahoo Fantasy Sports came out with um, 
they do these articles about like what batters are doing worse or better than expected and the same thing with the pitchers and Scherzer had the biggest difference between his actual ERA and his ex uh, FIP and they look for him to turn around. That's what they kind of uh, were stressing in that article, that he's pitching better than what his numbers and record indicates. And the last couple starts, I think Scherzer last time out went seven innings, had 10 Ks, kind of what you expect out of him. I think he's going to pitch a good game. Unfortunately, I mean, he's going up against a great hitting team in the Dodgers. I mean, how can you not like what Bellinger's done? As you said, your guy Max Muncy has been on fire. Justin Turner. Jock Peterson is going to be in there against a righty. Wow, I mean, that's a lot of firepower that Scherz is going to go up against, don't you think? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to tell If it's between Scherzer and DeGrom at the end of the day, I'm going to go with DeGrom just because that Marlins offense really has no talent compared to the Dodgers who have easily four all-stars on that squad. Um, Walker Bueller, he could pitch a solid game against the Nationals. The Nationals don't really hit righties that well. Do you like Walker Bueller? You think that ERA at 4.95, you think he eventually gets that back down to 3.5 on the season? I, I think he does, but I'm sounding like a broken record here. He's just been so inconsistent. I want him to string one or two starts in a row really good starts till I start rostering him, rostering him DFS wise. And if I'm not, if I'm correct, I don't think we've seen that one to two uh, starts in a row where he's looked like what he did last year. So I want to see it first before I use him. Yeah, I agree. The matchup's not good. We're sticking with the Grom. Well, that was whipping around the infield. We're going to go straight into beast or bust. Mark, are you ready for the hard-hitting beast or bust? Would you start this guy in daily fantasy baseball for Saturday, May 11th? I'm ready. You sh- you shoot him out, and I'm going to shoot him down or recommend him. All right, I'll be the pitching machine. First one on deck. He's one of the best players in fantasy baseball this season. He's putting up a historic season. The outfielder for the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger against Max Scherzer, beast or bust? I'm going to go bust here. He's starting to come down to earth just a little. I know he had uh, the issue with the slight separated shoulder last weekend. He hasn't quite shown the pop in his bat. But more importantly, he's going up against a Max Scherzer who I lukewarm like. So I'm going to say bust here. Yeah, you cannot go with the most expensive player when he's going up against a Cy Young pitcher. You know, yes, he may do something, but still, you're going to be sacrificing a lot of your daily fantasy lineup getting him in there. I'm going to go with Bust as well. Beast or Bust, he's maybe the next Alex Rodriguez, according to everyone, when he first came up to the majors. He's a shortstop for the Houston Astros. Carlos Correa against the lefty Drew Smiley, beast or bust? I think he's a beast here, as you mentioned. Uh, sort of when the Rockies play a lefty or the Astros play a lefty, you look for the, the strong right-handed bats, and Correa is certainly one of them on Houston's roster. So I like his spot. I'm going to say a beast. Yeah, I'm going to say beast as well. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of people are going to pick between Trevor Story or Carlos Correa. I personally have Trevor Story. Who are you going with in that battle? Yeah, I think you got to lean there, but I'm sure Correa will have some savings associated with him. 
And hey, I mean, that's why they have an, a utility spot on FanDuel, so you can roster both if you want, right? Oh, I like I like the call. That's sneaky right there. Let's keep the party going. He's the hottest Atlanta Brave, and it's about time because it's been a long time since he's been hot. The third baseman, Josh Donaldson, against Merrill Kelly, beast or bust. Again, not a hard and fast rule here, but I generally only use Donaldson against a lefty. You can see that I'm generally a cash player here. So I'm going to say bust here. Not that I really like Kelly or dislike Donaldson. It's just that Kelly isn't a lefty. Yo, Donaldson did hit a big home run last night. I, I see that he finally has it together. Kelly's not a pitcher that scares me. If you need to save money at that third base spot, uh, sure, Donaldson's a good option. Of course, there's a lot of third basemen in this slate, but I'm going to say beast for Donaldson, but he's not going to make my final lineup. So I'll go with what you go with, a lukewarm beast. All right. I like that. All right, let's keep it going. We got a couple more next up. He's an outfielder. He's a leadoff hitter for the Philadelphia Phillies. Andrew McCutcheon against Brad Keller, beast or bust. An interesting um, opinion about McCutcheon. I saw today, I think it was Jason Stark wrote him up or uh, was tweeting about him about his OBP. He's an OBP machine, and he's probably going to score a career high in runs. And I was like, wow. I mean, McCutcheon had some really good years with the Pirates, but he is hitting it leadoff in a loaded lineup. And obviously in the Pirate days, uh, he wasn't hitting leadoff, so he didn't have the chance to have uh, really good players drive him in. So, yeah, you got to like him in this spot. I mean, not the best hitting park, and you got to downgrade, but but you're not looking for McCutcheon to hit homers. You're looking for him to get base and score runs. So I like him. He's a beast. All right, that's a good little sleeper call. Yeah, McCutcheon's been killing it in season-long leagues in that runs category. I've loaded up on him everywhere. Um What's frustrating about McCutcheon's game is I don't think he's got a stolen base yet this year, and the guy can definitely steal. He's stolen 20-plus multiple times. Do you see McCutcheon finally getting that stolen base track going? What about Segura as well? Same thing. Do those guys start to steal? I think the Phillies, with their manager being Gabe Kapler from the American League days, and especially the Red Sox, he was on the 4 Red Sox that broke the curse there, their philosophy is don't make unnecessary outs on the base path. Don't bunt. We get all these Hoskins and Harpers and real Mutos behind you. You don't have to steal when these guys are going to be knocking you in. So I think Segura and McCutcheon are going to continue to disappoint on the base path. You there? I mean, you're looking for the home runs. So I don't think they're going to steal a ton of bases. It, uh, it disconnected when you said base pass. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you can just reverse what, that. What was my context before that? Uh, something about how they're not going to be demons on the base pass. Oh, okay. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. So they're getting on base, but we have all these big hitters behind them, the Harpers and the Riamutos and the Hoskins. Their philosophy isn't to give up outs on the base paths or um, to sacrifice bunt or anything like that. And they want the big guys to, to, to bring them in. So they're going to disappoint when it comes to stolen base totals. Okay, I like the analysis. I'm going to go uh, lukewarm beast as well, just because, 
you know, there is potential for him getting on base in the runs, but he's going to be pricey. And I don't know if he's going to make it on my final team. Let's go with the sleeper right here. This is a guy that you can plug in almost anywhere. If you like him, Beast or bust. He's an outfielder. He's for the Houston Astros. Jake Marisnik at the bottom of the pile. You know, I mentioned Reddick as one, but Marisnik is one I forgot. And Marisnik will be cheaper. He'll be hitting further down in the order, so that means his own ownership is less. He's a good beast category. I mean, because he hits lefties, they're going to throw him in against a lefty. So why not? He could be part of your. Uh, Astro stack or you do a bottom of the order type of thing to, to get some lower ownership beast beast I'm right there with you the way to win these big tournaments is to get a guy that costs near bottom barrel pricing hitting home runs this the matchups there the matchups there I'm gonna go beast and he's gonna be on the final squad with that that is the end of beast or bust Thank you again, Mark Parquette, for joining us. You can follow Mark at DFS MLB Weather. Mark, any last words you want to say to everyone? Um, no, just keep an eye on the weather in Minnesota if they play there and if that's on that late slate. And besides that, we should be good to go. Gotta love Mark. He's the man. Well, that is all for the Win Daily DFS podcast. I am Muntradamus. You can follow me at Twitter on Muntradamus. And you can get the Win Daily, winning daily fantasy sports and life book by Jason Mezarahi on Amazon for 99 cents. Have a beast Saturday. Beast.